0: Welcome to the Uno Mas Podcast. I'm your host, Whitney K, Brand and Social Media Specialist, Network Marketing Professional, and Influencer Marketing Mentor and Coach. I invite you to join thousands of other listeners and me each week in elevating your business, brand, and life. With a foundation of faith, I help you create a brand and a voice to be heard, leveraging social media and the online space to impact individuals, build and scale communities, and create simple strategies for a thriving and profitable online business. The UnoMas Podcast is here to inspire you to dream, think, And do big. Talking all things faith, family, life, and the in-between. Stop feeling overwhelmed, confused, stuck, and at a standstill. And start feeling confident, productive, and fueled with purpose in your life and business again. Today I am meeting with Kelly Gunther, an American speed skater who participated in the 2014 Winter Olympics. She started skating when she was just six years old and then went on to win multiple world championships and gold medals and then competing in the Olympics. But then something happened that nearly took her out of the game and never had her skating again. This is a conversation with an Olympian about trials into one amazing triumph and now an entrepreneurial journey ahead. So let's go ahead and dive right in. you're here with me tonight. So I want to just ask you probably a random question.
1: What's one thing
0: most people don't know about you?
1: Yes. I think the one thing people don't most know about me is that when I made the Olympic team, I was promised a black lab and Since the Olympics were in Sochi, Russia, I named her Sochi. So I have a black lab named Sochi. (laughs) How long has she been with you? Um, I got her right after the Olympics. So she just turned seven in March. (laughs) Oh my gosh, that is so cute. I didn't know that about you. And we've been talking
0: for a little bit now. Right. Okay, so this one is going to be probably the one that's going to open up a can of worms for you. So I'm just going to let you run with it. So for our listeners, you are a retired Olympian, a long track speed skating Olympian, and you had something that was just really life changing for you. And you've really had to overcome that. So I'm curious, what does the word perseverance mean to you?
1: Yes. And I love that you asked that question, Whitney. It is probably one of my favorite words, um, probably other than believe, Um, But perseverance, it hits home for me. And I say it hits home because of my journey and who I am and why I'm even sitting here talking in front of you today and the listeners listening is because through my life, I had a very hard childhood. I was in special education. Um, That was something that was very hard for me to accept, kind of take in. I was the girl who never believed in myself Um, all through middle school, high school. I never had a boyfriend. And so then leading into that, I was never first and I was never last as an inline speed skater. So I always had to work that extra mile. And especially because of my learning disability, I had to work a little bit more of a challenge to understand exactly what I was doing. Luckily, I had a very amazing inline coach and a lot of patience, apparently. Um, But that's what it took as a whole and then transferring over to inline or to long track speed skating, I was new to the sport. I had thought I had made the Olympic team in 2010. I thought I hadn't made a dream come true. Two and a half months later, I was taken off by a ruling and, or two and a half months later, the next day I was taken off by a ruling and I was told I was not going to Vancouver. Um, I was devastated that night and that night I kind of just took to myself and had a little Self-petty, I guess, because I knew that next day it was a brand new day, and I had a brand new four years ahead of me. I was still at a new sport to learn. I had everything new that next day. Was it hard? Absolutely, it was not easy. Um, so, with that being said, I went back to the ice rink the very next day. as at practice. Everybody's on a high. They just made the Olympic team. It was hard for me um but i knew as i like i said the athlete that i was going to become it was going to happen in that moment cuz i easily could have walked away and just said, forget it. Like I, whatever. Um, two and a half months later, I finished out the skating season. That's when my injury happened. I was racing a 500 meter. I am no way a true sprinter. So it takes me a little bit to get my speed going off the line. Um, I get my speed in the corners and I was just entering the first corner, getting ready to go. My foot slipped underneath me. Um, because I do long track speed skating, you race the clock. So no one bumps you. No one touches you. I just strictly fell on my own. My my foot wasn't stuck in the ice. And the way that it it got stuck underneath the pad totally twisted my body and ripped my foot off from my ankle. Um, So not only was it broken, but it was hanging off. And that's really the begin of perseverance. Um, Throughout all of my career, it's always been a challenge for me to keep going, finding that way, and what I was really going to be able to take and not take. So... That's why that word is so special to me. Oh my
0: God. I would say so. Like I can't, oh, I just can't even imagine. I can't not only being told that like you're not going to the Olympics the first time around, but then having that happen to you and I guess breaking your foot or having your foot just completely fall off. I mean, I don't know what other way to put it. Yeah. And then having to come back from that, you hear from so many people that just they give up. They, they give up because giving up's a lot easier than actually pushing through when you will, especially I'm sure have a lot of people telling you that you're never going to do what you wanted to do again. So now that you are retired, you are kind of embarking on this entrepreneurial journey. Mm-hmm. So when you think about your journey as an entrepreneur now, and the brand you're trying to develop, what what keeps you up at night? Like what what keeps you excited about this?
1: Yes, I love that question. Because what keeps me up at night is when I can remember when I wanted to go to the Olympics at six years old. The reason why I wanted to go is because I sat in front of the TV. I can remember this as it was yesterday. I am thirty-some years old, and so six years old was a long, long time ago. Um, But I can remember vividly watching the TV, watching the figure skating, and I can say I want to be on that stage someday. I want to be able to tell and share my story, and that's how I made the Olympics, and that's how those Olympic. Became a part of that. So, what now is what keeps me up at night is I think of that same picture. I think of me not skating. I think of me walking on that stage and selling out an arena and having people listen to me and join in because it's not about me and absolutely not. Um, it's about them. And I want them to be empowered by what I went through. And I am the girl next door. And that's what I want my. My ins- my career to be, and that's who I want to become. I don't want to be known just as Kelly the Olympian. There's so much more behind her, and that's where I really am striving so hard to get out there. Is because there's so much more power, and there's so much more of me to give to you, to anybody, to the girl sitting in that um, special ed class, just like how I was, and I didn't think I could do it, let alone accept that I had a learning disability. Um, but so that's what keeps me up at night is I I can visualize me walking in front of that stage and, you know, just selling out an arena, being at a book signing. Oh, my God, that's such a dream of mine. And I call that my gold medal moment is that I may not have won a gold medal. God may not have had that in the works for me, um, but he has it in the works for me for my book. And that's something that I really just crunch to and hang on to is because. Once you believe, and as I said earlier in this interview, believe is such a powerful word to me, is because if I didn't believe, I wouldn't be able to come back. Yes, it took me a very long time to believe in myself, but once you do, you can believe in anything. And I believe in my story so much that that's why it's so empowering to be able to move and help others be inspired.
0: Oh my gosh, I love it! It's so funny because your vision of standing on stage and selling out an arena, or being a part of a panel of people that are speaking that do that, that is also my same dream. Like I can literally, I know what I'm wearing. I know, like I can see it happening. I don't know what arena where it is, what's going on. But all I know is like, I see it. I've dreamt about it. I see it happening. It's just a matter of when, you know, and you're, you're right. I mean, the fact that you are an Olympian, I mean, that is, that's huge. I mean, that gives you leverage. Let's just be safe for what it is. That gives you leverage right away. And people are going to recognize that first, but what's more important is the journey of the Olympian, the journey and everything that you had to go to, because people always like, they get so excited about your achievements and what you've done and when you've made it, but it's like, we all forget and don't talk about the journey up into that point or the struggles up into that point. And that is Kelly, what makes a book? And that is what makes a bestseller. And that is what sells out arenas. It's not what you did and what you achieved. It's your journey along the way. And I am so excited to be just kind of like at the, at the starting point of you getting this out there. And I'm I'm just so excited for you. So that leads me into my next question. What are five things you did to persevere?
1: Yes, during that time, um, especially when I said I thought I'd made the Olympic team, I don't know what has come over me, but it was in that moment where, like I said, I had a pity party that night. I let myself cry. I let myself, you know, go through that emotion because I I believe you have to, to be able to come back stronger. And that's really where the journey began. Because as I said, I wasn't first and I wasn't last. I was the girl that didn't believe in myself. So it was game time. Am I going to become an Olympian or am I going to walk away? And as you said, it's so much easier to walk away. I easily could have took that route. So... As that six-year-old little girl, that picture became back into my mind that very next day at the rink. And I knew that that's still where I wanted wanted to go was those Olympics. And as I said, I had four years ahead of me. This is where it's going to start. So it started right then and there. The first day, I was not giving up at practice, even though it was hard. I just knew the struggle was going to be there, and I had to accept that. And then moving forward to having my foot hang off my leg, this is probably one of my favorite stories is that I can remember Whitney laying on the ice as my foot hanging off my leg. I never cried. I think I was in shock. Probably maybe that's why I didn't cry. I would have I remember- been bawling my eyes out, by the way. Oh my gosh. Okay. Continue. Yeah. Um, I think I, well, one, I think I probably didn't cry so much because I was in shock, but I just really kept my composure and I just kept talking to myself and remember saying, Somewhere else, somewhere is someone is off worse than I am in this world. And I think I said that in my video. Um, because I knew I was going to be okay. Again, this is just the start of the journey. I knew I was going to go to surgery. I knew it was gonna be okay. They may have had to take the blade off right then and there and take the boot off in the hospital room because there's no telling my foot what it went with it. Um, but step number two, I as I was laying in that hospital bed, I was like, this is, this is for a reason. God is just adding to my chapters and just adding and adding. Um, because as I was an inline speed skater before I switched over to long track speed skating, I dreamt of living at the Olympic Training Center in Colorado Springs. You're looking at a girl who never went to college, um, skating was my life. And I'd always said, I want to live at the Olympic training center someday. Like, I think it'd be so cool because to me as an athlete, it's like an athlete, uh, college, but everyone's doing sports. Uh, um, like Michael Phelps was coming in and out, like the men's gymnastics team was there wrestling. Like I just thought it was like a dream come true. So then that's how my rehab became so much fun is because I took that opportunity and I saw those Olympic rings right there in front of me. And a little joke that I think is really funny is that I never ever dated in high school because I was always called the roller girl or the skater girl. So mm-hmm. I say it took my foot hanging off my leg to date a gymnast because the men's gymnastics team was based out of there. Um, so there's always that little side funny note, but it was all in theory. And it was because those Olympic rings were right there. And I took that negative and I turned it around to a positive. I walked in on crutches and a boot. I had no idea if I was ever going to be able to skate again. Um, I was used to two-a-days every single day training in and out. I did that with my rehab. Rehab twice a day, every day, in and out, the weekends. Um, and I just never took no for an answer. And I never thought I was not not going to be able to skate again, even though I had plate plate intense screws in at that moment. Um, and then the fourth and fifth thing, it was just because – I gave up my heart and soul for it. And because I knew that I was so close to my faith and I knew that everything happened for a reason, that this was just a part of my journey. This was just going to lead me to the next thing. And I looked at that the night before I raced the Olympic trials in 2014. I can remember this vividly. I was sitting in my apartment in Salt Lake City. It was quiet. I was all alone. And I just said to myself, how many people can say that they can try out for the Olympics? I mean, not very many people can even just say that, right? Um, so I had said, you know what, if I make it tomorrow, I make it. And if I don't, I can at least say I tried out for the Olympics and four years ago, we had no idea if I was going to be able to skate again. Um, so I went to that starting line with full confidence and I went and I just gave it hell. Like when that gun went off, I was like, this is it, you know, like I'm here, I'm going to show up. This is, this is a part of my journey. Um, dream come true. I walked the opening ceremonies remembering that as I watched it again, as a six-year-old little girl on TV, my head doctor was in my race in Sochi, Russia. That was my head doctor in Colorado Springs. And just a huge moment to even have him in the stands, you know, from walking to crutches with a boot on just four years ago. And, you know, after um, my race, he had said, Kelly, can you believe we made it? And can you believe we're here? You know, and talk about a gold medal moment again. That was it. Like, I... Broke down, bawling, crying because I. You're gonna make me cry. Gosh, yeah, that's yeah, so amazing. Yeah, because that was so emotional for me because we didn't have no idea, and, and you know when you make it and when you're there, everything is out of the bag, and that's exactly what he said. He's like Kelly, I never told you how hard you were gonna have it, and I never knew if you were gonna make it, but I never told you that because you never missed a training, you never missed a rehab, you were always there. You, We're having fun. I fell in love, you know, like it was just so much of these huge lifetime moments that I could have been awful and you know, because I took it around, I turned it around to a positive. I can sit here, Whitney, and say my foot hanging off my leg was the best thing that ever happened to me because it it was and just... Mm -hmm. Along with my journey, you know, and being shamed of special education and now wanting to be a voice of it, an advocate for it. Um, Same with special ed or um, I'm sorry, special Olympics. Like I would love to even work with that because Mm -hmm. there's just those moments that touch you that you don't think that um, will. And they do. They completely change your life from the inside out. Oh
0: my gosh. Oh my gosh. I love everything, everything you just said. And I had to write a couple things down because I'm sitting here listening to you and I'm like, Oh, it's so good. It's just so good. I mean, you basically said that three things, I mean, besides all of it, because I just want to pocket it all up and like, just keep it with me every day. You said you had a goal and vision. You never took no as an answer and you were all in. And I think that is so so important because, and the fact that you were consistent, you said you never missed a training, like you were always there. I think those are some of the most important points that you touched on, you know, you have to have a goal and vision. You you can't just say, I want to do it because I want to do it. No. Why, why do you want to do it? Uh, you can't take no for an answer because no matter what you're doing, you're going to get a no, whether it's in sports or in your entrepreneurial journey, Mm -hmm. you're going to get no's. And then lastly, you have to be all in. 100% in love, obsessed, all in, talking about it with everybody. It's just, you get to the point where it's like, oh my gosh, Kelly's coming. She's talking about the Olympics. Doesn't she know she's not going to make it? Like you just, you are just that relentless with your goal. And I love that. I love it. I'm ah, I'm so happy for you. It's just, you make me so excited. So that leads me into like, we just got up on a high, but now I want to bring it back down to reality. For a okay. little bit, because as an entrepreneur on this journey, you know, what's been one of your most challenging moments? Mm-hmm. What, what's been something that's just been a little difficult?
1: Yeah. Um, And this is what I love um, is because it's a challenge. And that's why I think I want to share so much of this part of my journey too, is because it's been a struggle and, you know, everybody sees the pretty face that, uh, that you're wearing your hair and your makeup, but they don't know what's inside. And it, there's days where I'm like, oh my God, am I doing the right thing? Should I, should I be telling my story? You know, this and that. And, that's where it's hard, but that's, what's so real. And when you make it, it's just so much worth it in the end, because, you know, you never gave up, you were obsessed with it. And that's exactly where I am. I love those doubters and those toxic people that you have to get out and, you know, kind of feed off of that. And the struggle has been real because I had come from such a high, from such an elite sport to, where do I begin? How do I start? You know, how do I get my name out there? How do I, you know, you can only take so many no's before you're like, okay, God, am I doing the right thing? Should I be doing this? But you you come back to it and you find your purpose. And that's where... I've really have come back to find myself is because I've gone through that struggle. I've gone through, you know, those questionings, should I do this? Should I not do it? Yeah, absolutely. And that's why I'm so passionate about it. And that's why I know if others find their passion and they want to go after it, you absolutely can. And like you said earlier, I was obsessed with making the Olympic team. You have to be obsessed with it and and dream about it. As we both have said, we can see our stage on a, huge arena, you know, selling out and it's the same with this struggle is that I've I've been through the struggles. It's real. I'm not gonna lie to you, or I'm working like a hundred jobs right now, to, you know, just to make ends meet because I want to make that dream come true. And the struggle is, is that you can't give up because you know what you want. And I know what I want. And at the end of the day, you, you just, like I said, you can't give up. You have to keep going. Okay.
0: So what is something like right now, what it, with, with the struggles, with this new journey that you're, you're taking on, what is something that you're working on right now? Like, do you have a current project, a current goal that's like in the, in the hindsight of like everything that you're doing?
1: Yes. Um, So I have really reached out to Clubhouse. That's how Wendy and I met. It's amazing is you really just have to go all in. And like last week I didn't work as much. I was like, I'm going to be on Clubhouse every single day for eight hours a day. I'm going to show up. I'm going to take notes. I'm going to do this, this, and this. And that's exactly what I did. And I have a speech this coming up week um, to a high school football team. And it is probably the best speech that I've ever written is because it just came out natural. And it, became to add the audience in there. And I've really struggled how to do that because I wanted to be the best speaker that I could be. Uh, and I think I, t- Wendy and I talked about that the first time we had talked is how do I get my audience to listen to exactly what I'm saying? And now I can finally pull them into where they feel the emotion. And so I'm working on, you know, who knows what football player is going to go home to their parents and tell them who they just heard. I'm praying it's a good one. And that they, you never know who their parents are, or who they're going home to. Um, and then just, it keeps feeding off one another and, you know, I'm having a dream right there and to be untouchable. And once you put your mind to it, nothing can stop you. And I think that's where I'm at, at the starting gate, I'm at the starting races, you know, the gun's going to go off and my mind's to it and nothing can stop me. And, you know, being an athlete, um, of who I was at or and where I came from, it, that's where it carries over in life is that you can do it once you can do it again. And don't anyone ever forget that. Cause I can promise you, you can.
0: I love that. I, I remember when we were talking the other day that I told you, I can, you're going to impact so many lives. I just know it. I'm, I'm that confident in you and your story and I sit here and I look at my kids, you know, my son plays baseball and I feel like every game, if he doesn't have the best game, he gets so defeated. And I just think about all these parents that are pruning their kids for, or to become Olympians or NFL players or major league baseball players or whatever it might be. Uh, There's so much pressure put on these kids to perform at their, at their, ultimate, you know, the best that they can and to do and be the best that they are at all times. And I think that God had your situation happen. He allowed it to happen because he knew that you were going to be able to communicate this whole story of perseverance and trials to tribulate or tribulation trials and tribulations to success and all this stuff through your story. And I just, I can only imagine the lives that you're going to be able to change. So to, to hear that you are going into a high school, is it a high school football team? Is that what you said? A high school football team. And these, these guys are going to be sitting down listening to you, little Kelly (laughs) sharing her story and her journey. It's just, it's so awesome because that's just the start. It's like, you're planting these seeds wherever you go. And you never know. Sometimes you might not even know the lives that you impact, you know? And I think that's, what's so powerful is that, like you said, this one kid could hear what you say. And then years later, he might be in the NFL and on camera. And he'll be like, I'll remember when Kelly Gunther came to my (laughs) high school. (laughs) and told her a story and you'll be watching like, wait, what? Oh my gosh. You never knew. And just to think about that, it's just so powerful. So I'm so excited to hear that you're doing that. Um, do you have, I'm curious, do you have a life quote or a saying that's ever stuck with you to keep, keep you going?
1: Yeah, I actually have a few. One of them is my my own kind of quote from my own self that it is, you can never give up. You have to keep fighting for what you want. And I mean, if you didn't just hear from my own story that I wanted it bad enough, I couldn't give up. And I thought, you know, tooth and nail to keep going and to just keep pushing forward because I wanted it bad enough. And actually, one of my old um, inline coaches who was like a father figure to me, his um, quote was, your legs are going to hurt if you win or lose. So you might as well just win. And, you know, years later, that still sticks with me. And now I just use it in a different um, in a different way of light where I'm not racing, so my legs don't hurt as bad, but my mind does and my brain hurts. And it's just the same concept as how bad do you want it to keep going? You can't ever give up. And those quotes um, always stick with me. The Just the simple word believe sticks with me so much because I like i said i was the person who didn't believe in myself and just to always believe using that over and over is just a huge quote of mine i used that word all throughout my two years and my comeback story is that i just believed that i was going to come back like i said like the negativity was never really there i never thought i was not going to come back even though the doctors were like there's no way you're ever going to be able to compete at your level they said that to me on the ambulance on the way to the hospital. I was like, no, I'm going to be able to come back. And even actually, this is a funny story. I should have told you this is um, when I made the Olympic team, one of the paramedics reached out to me on my Facebook athlete page. And he had said, I was in the ambulance with you. And now you're on the Olympic team. Like, how cool is that? And it was just because in that moment on the way to the hospital, I was like, I'm going to be able to skate again. And they laugh and they're like, homegirl, your foot's hanging off your leg. And I'm like, no, 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 I'm going to be okay. Uh, I know. Right. I would have probably
0: looked at you too. I mean, cause it's just <laughs> the reality of it. Like it's yeah. just, it's just, do you see what I'm looking at? Because this is just not, this is not happening. Like, I don't even know how this is happening, but in your mind, it's like you said, you don't take no for an answer. Like in your mind, you were so hungry mm-hmm. for what you desired that it doesn't matter if your foot's not on, like, that's fine. Cut it off. I'll figure out a way I'm going back. Like, you know, whatever has to happen make it happen. But like you really persevered and I love that. And I don't even know if you're going to have an answer for my next question because you kind of just gave it. But if you could give one tip Mm -hmm. or life lesson Mm -hmm. other than perseverance or just keep going
1: after it, what,
0: what would you say? What would it be?
1: To always believe in yourself. And I know it is not always easy because I am the girl that I have some bad days. Still, I'm not going to lie to you. I will be humble as I could be is, you know, when I look in the mirror and I'm like, Oh, this is good as it's going to get today, Kelly. But I go on with my day and I believe in myself, you know? Um, and it, it takes a long time to build that. I wasn't, I kid you not. I wasn't, probably 22, 23, until I fully believed in myself, until I fully built that confidence within me. Um, But it took a lot of time. It took me standing in front of the mirror saying, I am beautiful. I am beautiful. And to believe that from within, I can't tell you to do it nobody can push you. You have to do it for yourself. And it is such a movement thing once you do. Um, so for all the listeners out there listening, if you're having those struggles, if you're having those days where, or years or whatever it is that comes in front of you, know that you can believe in yourself. You just have to work on it day by day and little by little, but take it from me because I'm telling you, I was that girl who sat all through high school, all through my early twenties, still some days in my thirties where I'm like, I don't believe in myself today. But you do, you find it and you come back stronger and that's what makes you you and that's build your confidence and that's what nothing stops you because you know, you believe in yourself. I love that because you're absolutely right. And I think too, a lot of it has to
0: do with who you surround yourself with as well. I think that, you know, you needed those, you needed those coaches to, and those people working with you in rehab to push you because they don't take no for an answer. They're like, no, we have seen people come back. You are going to come back. And I think it's so important to just have good people in your corner that when you do have those down days, but if you don't if you don't have those people in your corner, you've got things like YouTube yes. or podcast. Yes. Or you've got the tools and resources to tap into to find that inspiration and to believe in yourself again. Like you said, so it is there. You just have to recognize it and kind of snap yourself back when when you can. All right. So lastly, I mean, your story is amazing. I want people to stay connected with you. I want them to follow your journey. I want them to see you from this point and standing on stage, closing out an arena. So in order for people to stay connected with you and watch your journey, how, how can they stay connected? Where do they need to go? Where do they need to tap into?
1: Um, please tap into Instagram. It is just my name, Kelly Gunther all one word, easy as peasy is that, um, jump into clubhouse. Um, I would love to host a room with Whitney and see how many people we can get on board, um, with us. Cause I think it's such a powerful moment that we met in clubhouse and we talked about being on stage together. So, hey, you never know. So come check us out there. Um, but yeah, really Instagram is my main handler. I have a Facebook, um, just a personal page but everybody's my friend so welcome aboard i will add you i'm still learning tiktok so if you see me on there don't laugh at me because i'm still trying to figure it out but instagram is my game kelly gunther i am there
0: Thank you for taking the time to listen to Uno Moss podcast. How can you help support us moving forward? Head on over to Apple iTunes and leave us your review. We love hearing back from you and what you're liking best by listening to this podcast. And if you are wanting to elevate your brand, position yourself successfully in an online space and increase your profits, then head on over to socialsavvyinfluencer.com and see how you can connect and get involved with me even more. I look forward to Uno Mas podcast next week.